Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. I want to welcome everybody who is joining us online right now. Can we just put our hands together and thank them for being a part of Activation Church? And if you have your Bible, I want you to turn it to Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse nine. We're starting a brand new series today called While I Am Waiting. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, while I'm waiting? waiting. We're all waiting on something. I'm waiting on desires that I have for this church, things that I want to see accomplished in and through us. I'm waiting on that. Some of you are waiting on a relationship. Some of you are waiting on a promotion. Some of you are waiting on something new in your life. Some of you are waiting on a package from FedEx that's held up in Austell, Georgia. <laughs> As the meme says, it's in the Lord's hands now. Some of you are at a place in life to where you've already been married, you've had kids, your kids are now fully grown. You've moved into a time of life to where you've retired, your house is paid for, you're living on a fixed income, and it seems like sometimes maybe you feel this way, like you're just waiting to die. I want you to know that no matter what season you find yourself in, God is working while you're waiting. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's working while I'm waiting. So, so don't get tired in the season that you are in because, because we, have, we, have, we, we have to understand today that we're all waiting, but we have a choice of what we can do with the wait. We can get weary in the wait. We can give up in the wait. We can waste the wait or we can maximize the wait. Now, now many of us don't like to talk about waiting because so many things in our life now seem instant, even though there's no such thing as anything instant. Did you know that? Instant potatoes aren't instant. Instant mac and cheese is not instant. They call it processed food because there was a process it went through before it hit your house. And so it may seem quick to you, but there's a process. Turn to the person next to you and say, there is a process. I really need everybody to understand this moving forward, that there is a process to everything in life, and there is a waiting season for everything in life. And if you don't understand that, then you're going to get frustrated, you're going to get weary, you're going to get tired, and you're not going to maximize the moment that you're in. When I was a kid, when we made popcorn, you had to get the kernels, and you had to put the kernels in a machine, and this machine would begin to pop your popcorn. And then my dad would take this glass bowl that had a lid, and he would put the popcorn in it. Then you added your salt, you added your butter, and then my dad did what I like to call the popcorn shake. Always, he took that popcorn and he shook it out. Now we don't have to wait for popcorn. We put it in a microwave three minutes later. I mean, you're going to have burnt popcorn if you let it go the full three minutes. But it it happens quick. I remember a time where if you wanted to watch something on TV, you had to wait until it came on the television. See, some people nowadays, they have no clue. 
about waiting for your favorite show to come on. And if you weren't going to be home when that show came on, then we took this device called a VHS tape. We put it in the VHS machine and we hit record. Now we watch whatever we want to watch whenever we want to watch it. How many of you remember dial-up internet? If you wanted to get online, you had to start three years in advance (laughs) because there was going to be a process of waiting. And and you better hope that nobody picked up the phone line in the meantime and broke your connection. Now we have devices in our pocket that we can get on the internet now and see what we want to see now and find out what we want to find out now. The problem is it, it, it wearies our ability to wait on anything because everything seems to be so instant. And so now we want what we want, and we want it when? Now. I don't want to wait for it. If I go to McDonald's and I order a cheeseburger, it's called fast food for a reason. Bring me the cheeseburger. Don't create the space where I've got to pull up and wait because that defeats the purpose. You're no longer a fast food restaurant. If I wanted to wait on a hamburger, I'd go to Longhorn to wait on a hamburger. But I want my hamburger now. (laughs) And isn't that how we live? Like, the things that we desire, we want it to happen right now. Those of you who are single, you want the relationship right now. You want the promotion right now. You want all the, put it in the blank. Whatever it is that you want, you want it right now. The problem is... Most of the time, you're going to have to wait. Waiting is not optional. But what you do with the wait is. I want to say that again. Waiting is not optional. But what you do with the wait is. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. I want to read that to you again because you you need to take hold of this verse. You need to understand this verse. He's saying that we should not, somebody say not, not get weary in well-doing. So don't, get, don't ever get tired of doing what's right. Don't ever get tired of doing what is good. For in due season. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's a due season. We will reap if we do not give up. See, this, this passage here, there's a promise that we will reap if we do not give up. There will be things in life that you'll hope for. There will be things in life that you dream about. There will even be promises for your life in Scripture that you will find. But many times you will have to wait. Many times you will have to wait. I have lived this sermon. I am living this sermon. You are living this sermon right now whether or not you know it. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Every due season is preceded by a waiting season. Every due season is preceded by 
a waiting season. How many of you ladies in here have ever had a baby? You know that when you get pregnant, you go to the doctor. And at one of those doctor visits, they're going to give you what we call a due date. That's the time in which the baby should be born. But in the meantime, there's going to be about a nine-month waiting period. And you know, ladies, that that time of waiting can get very uncomfortable. It can be awkward. It can get annoying. I remember when I was a kid, my mom wanted to show me how awkward being pregnant was, so she made me put a beach ball under my shirt and clean my room. I said, no big deal, I can handle this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but here's the point. You endured the weight because you knew that the weight was working something inside of you. You knew that the weight was needed. You knew that the weight was necessary, and you were willing to wait because you wanted your promise to be full term. You got to hear this. You were willing to wait and endure everything that you had to endure because you wanted your promise to be full term. Where we mess up in life is when we try to rush the process to get to the promise, but we end up with a premature promise that is not healthy and we can't handle it when it gets here. See, many times we think we're ready for things that we're not ready for. That's why there's a due season because God knows what you can handle and when you can handle it. And he is so good that he's not going to give you something that you cannot handle at the time. It does not mean that it's not coming but there is a due season for it. Turn to the person next to you and say, there is a due season for it. So, so women who are pregnant, they understand this. They understand that they have to wait. But instead of wasting that weight and just sitting around, they begin to make that weight work for them. What do they do? They, they take the proper uh, supplements that they need. They, they eat properly. They they say they eat properly. A lot of times they eat garbage, but it's proper to you because you need, you need, you need the extra calories, right? You, you'll do things like you'll start fixing up your home and getting a nursery ready and getting diapers and getting all these supplies so that when the baby is here, when the due season comes, you are ready for it. See, I have found in life that many times what we do while we are waiting is what is actually preparing us for the due season that's on its way. I want to say that again. What we are doing while we are waiting is what is preparing us for the due season that is on its way. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't waste your wait. I want to show this to you through the life of King David. And I want to start in 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter. This is before David was anointed to become king. And you're going to see a man named Samuel who was a prophet of God that spoke on the behalf of God. And you're going to hear about a man named Saul who was the current king of Israel. But I want you to see how all of this waiting and process actually was building David into the person that God had called him to be. 1 Samuel 16, verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? God saying, Samuel, how long are you going to grieve over your past? How long are you going to continue to replaying what has happened? 
Some of you need to stop living life in the rearview mirror because you're replaying your past and that's what's causing you to get weary in the now. So God tells him, fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, which is David's father, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he'll kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me whom I declare to you. So Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, do you come peaceably? And he said, yes, peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab, this is David's older brother, and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are, are, are all of your sons here? And he said, well, there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he's keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in, and now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. If you need a mental picture, just kind of visualize me right now. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. This is the one I've chosen. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now, what I find fascinating about this story is after David was anointed to become king, he did not immediately run into the house and start packing his bags so that he could move into the palace. What he did do was he went back to the pasture. He went back to the sheep. He went back to take care of his responsibilities. He had a calling. He had an anointing. He's the one that God has chosen to be the next king. All of these things were working for him, but he knew that it was not yet his due season, so he goes back to the pasture. But while he's in the pasture, while he is waiting for the fulfillment of the promise, David is working. This is important for us to understand. While he's waiting, he's also Working. See, 
in the pasture, that was a lonely place. And David could have gotten discouraged and thought, like, I'm, I'm so alone, I'm so depressed. But instead of getting lonely, he starts to develop a relationship with God. In, in, in these times where he's not having to tend after the sheep because maybe the sheep are sleeping, David picks up his harp. And David begins to become what the Bible calls him a skilled musician, which meant he, he took some time. You don't just become a skilled musician by fiddling with it every once in a while. This is something that David invested his life into. He poured his time into playing this harp to where he got really, really good at it. Uh, another thing that David does in this time of waiting is he starts working this slingshot. He starts figuring out like, what kind of stone do I need to use? Like, how far away from the target do I need to be? H how accurate can I actually get with this sling? Because while David was waiting, David was working. Turn to the person next to you and say, waiting is active. Sean, would you bring me that chair, please? Thank you. Here's how most of us view waiting. I'm waiting. I want to get married one day, but until then, I'm just going to wait. I want God to do some great things in my life, but until that time, I'm just going to sit here and wait. We, we think that waiting is sitting. You know, we read those verses like, they that wait on the Lord they shall renew their strength, you know, and we hold on to those and we think that that waiting looks like us just sitting, being inactive. But waiting is not inactivity. Waiting is active. Waiting is working. Waiting is being faithful in the season that you're in. Waiting is growing in the season you're in. Stop, stop waiting for a future season and start working the season you're in. Because remember what I said, many times what we are doing while we are waiting is preparing us for the new season that is coming. And, and, and so instead of complaining about my season, I can start to work my season. I can start to say, you know, this is where I'm at right now. I can't change it, but I can work it. I can't change it, but I can maximize it. See, single people live, they, all they want to do is get married. I just want to get married. I just want to get married. I just want to get married. But did you know that while you're single, you'll have time that no one else has? So, so instead of sitting around and just waiting to get married, why not work your wait? Start, start working Harder than anyone else works. Start saving like no one else saves. I, I have a guy that I know that out of high school, he joined the fire department. And he was single. So he had all this time on his hands. While all of his friends were partying, you know what he was doing? He was picking up as many overtime shifts as he could. And very quickly, he grew to the top, some of the top ranks that you can get to within that fire department. And so by the time he gets married, he's already successful. He's already got his life together. Why? Because he was working his weight. Don't waste your weight. Work your weight. You're waiting on a promotion. Start working like you already got the promotion. 
You want to be a boss one day? Start working like you're already a boss. Start living and leading with integrity now. Why? Because what you do right now is developing you for the next season that you'll step into. And if you don't work your weight, you won't be ready to step when God says move. That's important. You won't be ready to step when God says it's time to move. You won't be ready for it because you were sitting and waiting instead of working while you wait. Invest into the kind of person you want to become. Think about that. Have a vision for who it is that you are wanting to become and start investing into that now. Start developing the skills you need now for where it is that you are wanting to go. Think about it. This is so practical. But think about it. You can actually work your weight. You can actually maximize your weight. You want a promotion? Work like you already got it. Many of us, you know, you set goals for the new year. But those goals are fulfilled by what you do right now. If you just sit around and wait, it's never going to happen. I've proven this. For the past 20 years of my life, I've sat around and waited to lose weight. And every year I go, hey, I want to lose weight. It's my goal. But I'm not working my weight. Turn to the person next to you and say, you've got to learn to work your weight. Well, waiting is not optional. But what you do with the weight is, and what you are doing with the weight can actually set you up for where you are going. It doesn't matter what you are waiting for. You can work the weight and grow where you are. Everything that David needed to become the next king of Israel was developed along the way. Everything that David needed to become who God had called him to be was worked out in the waiting. One day, King Saul, he needs a skilled musician. Guess who's ready for the task? David, because he was working his weight. One day, David's dad, Jesse, needs someone to run some bread and cheese to the battle line. And David was a faithful son, so he goes. And because of his faithfulness in that season, he hears the challenge of Goliath. And when Israel needed a champion, guess who was ready? David because he worked his weight. Had he never become a skilled musician, he would have never had audience with Saul. Had he never taken time to learn the slingshot, he wouldn't have been ready for Goliath. Are you understanding that these are the things that set him up and put him in the position to become the next king of Israel? You have to learn to work your weight. David said, you know what? I can't help this season that I'm in, but instead of complaining about it, I'm going to maximize it. I'm going to get to know God. I'm going to get good at this harp. I'm going to get good at this slingshot. I'm going to be ready so that when God says move, I am ready to move. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Your might. It may not be what you're wanting to do in the future, but if your hand's on it right now, do it with all your might. Work your season. Work hard. Work harder than anyone else. Pray harder than anyone else. Believe more than anyone else is willing to believe because your weight is setting you up for the new season. 
David's like, if I'm going to be by myself, I'm going to work this thing. I'm going to work this thing. I'm going to become a man of prayer. I'm going to become a man of worship. I'm going to start writing some songs. He's not wasting his weight. He's working his weight. Here's, here's what I want you to see. Work while you wait. Work while you wait. Faithfulness brings fruitfulness. Did you hear that? Faithfulness brings fruitfulness. Many of us want to be fruitful, but we don't want to be faithful because we want it to happen now. But it is your faithfulness that brings fruitfulness. I could take an hours right now just to go through personal life experiences with me personally to illustrate this. But when I was thinking about it this morning, I thought about our worship pastor, Randy. How many of you enjoyed hearing Randy sing this morning? I've known him for a long time. And when we graduated high school, we were offered a part-time job doing a children's day camp. We had the nine o'clock slot. That's early for a teenager, by the way. We had the nine o'clock slot. And every morning, we would go and we would do our little nine o'clock slot. But afterwards, we were free to do whatever we wanted to do. Our work day was done. We worked from nine to 10. That's living right there. (laughs) So Randy was like, what do we do now? I took him to a cubicle in the offices And I set him down in a chair, and I said, just find something to do. Just find something to do. While he's sitting there in that cubicle, he starts teaching himself graphic design and graphic arts. And he ends up growing into the graphic artist for that church. Now, all the graphics that you see that we do here, that's what Randy does, because he was working his weight. There was a time that he and I stepped into children's ministry, and he was a character named Pickle, and he was silly, but he gave it his all. He he was working his weight, and through time, the things that he did then developed him into who he is now, and we're still in a waiting. We're still in a waiting, but we're working our weight. Can I let you in on a little secret? You're always going to be waiting on something. You're always going to be waiting on something. I've heard it said like this. The destination is a mirage, so enjoy the journey. Sometimes we can get so caught up in living for what we want out here that we miss what's going on right here. We can go get so caught up in working hard to build our finances that we neglect the family that we have right here. Are you following what I'm saying? Whatever season you're in, work that season. You can actually enjoy it. Did you know that? You can actually enjoy the season you're in if you'll learn to work your season, but you've got to work while you wait. Turn the person next to you and say, work while you wait. Next thing I want you to know is this. You've got to worship while you wait. You've got to learn to worship while you wait because worship takes your eyes off of the situation, off of the obstacles, off of what you're going through, and it puts your focus on Jesus. 
And if our focus isn't in the right place, then we're going to get weary in what we're doing. See, the Bible says do not get weary in doing good. One of the ways we keep from getting weary is keeping our eyes focused in the right place. Weariness will come if we shift our focus. If we start looking at everybody else's life and comparing ourselves to others, we get weary, which is a problem nowadays because we've got social media and everybody's posting their highlight reel. And you think that they've all got it together. They're not showing you the lows of their life. They're not showing you the struggles and the pain. As a matter of fact, I can pretty much tell you whenever a, a, a husband and wife's about to get divorced because they'll start talking about how wonderful each other are on Facebook. <laughs> Mark it down. You start seeing people who never talked about each other start talking about how wonderful they are out of the blue, a divorce is coming. <laughs> Somebody's cheating on somebody. Some of y'all are here like, you're giving away my secrets, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back off, I'll back off. But they're showing you the highlight reel and sometimes we start getting, we get envious and jealous of where they are and what they've accomplished because we're their age, sometimes we're older than them and it seems like they've accomplished more than us and what happens is we get weary because we're looking in the wrong place. Never compare your life to anyone else. Never compare your, <laughs> never compare your journey to anyone else's journey because we all have a different process to get us to a different due season. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We all have a different process to get us to a different due season. We are unique. We are unique, which means the process and the timing is unique. And so instead of trying to figure out what the timing is, just learn to rest and trust God and know that he's the God of the due season and he'll get you there when you need to get there. But in the meantime, I'm going to work and I'm going to worship. Weariness comes when we think that fulfillment comes from a destination. This is important to hear. David is a shepherd boy. If he thinks that my life will be fulfilled once I become king, he's sadly mistaken. Your fulfillment in life can never just come from what's out here. Your fulfillment in life has to come from who God has created you to be where you are right now. David was always king. From the moment that God thought him into existence, David was already a king before he sat on a throne. Your identity is not determined by what you do or what you accomplish. Your identity is determined by who God is and what God has done for you. Some of you need to get comfortable in your own skin because you think that this job is going to give you what you desire, that this relationship is going to give you what, this, what you desire, and it won't if you're broken inside. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It won't if you're broken inside. So while you're waiting, you need to start seeking after God. You need to start allowing God to, to minister to you and to, to show you who you are in him who he's created you to be start praying prayers like god what can i do with where i am right now give me a vision not just for the future but give me a vision for what i can accomplish where i am right now who god who are you calling me to be what are you pressing me into and those are the things i want to start working while i'm waiting what are you waiting on today what are you waiting for today and what can you do while you wait? I really want you to take time 
and think about this throughout the week. Maybe write it down. What can I do while I wait? And start praying. Start praying. Take a, take a time of your day that you've set aside that you're going to pray and get in God's word. And as you're reading and as you're praying, if you feel something jump up on the inside of you, just write it down. Don't, don't even think about it. Just write it down. And then go back through and start looking at those things and start considering, is this something I can do while I'm waiting? Please hear this. Yes, there is a due season. I know that there are things, like I said earlier, that I desire for my life, I desire for this church, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt it will happen in the due season. But in the meantime, I've got to work my weight. I've got to work my weight. I can't wait until that happens to become who God's called me to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Worship team, I can't wait until there's thousands of people out in front of me to act excited. I've got to do that now. I can't wait until our doors are flooded by so many visitors that we have a line out the building to start saying, I'm going to start welcoming people to the church. I've got to do that now. John, I can't wait until we have millions of subscribers on YouTube to start working the YouTube. I've got to do it now because what I'm doing now is preparing me for what is to come. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's important for us to get this because many times we go, if I had this, then I would be that. If I had this, then I would do that. I would do it that way. You're thinking about it all wrong. Start doing it now. Sean, start leading the youth group as if you've already got hundreds of teenagers here every, Monday, every Wednesday night. <laughs> It'll change. It'll change the way you live. See, sometimes it's not so much what we do in life as how we do it. If you'll maximize the how, if you'll maximize how you are doing what you are doing, things will begin to change. Work your weight. Wherever you are, work that weight. Become the best you you can become in that place. And it comes through developing a sincere relationship with God, where you allow him to show you things, where you allow him to correct some things, where you allow him to remove some things that need to be removed from your life. Because some of you are in a waiting season because you have attached some, yourself to something that's holding you back. You're saying, you know, I want to I move on. I want to get on with my life. But you have attached yourself to something that's holding you back. And you need to allow God to reveal that to you so you can cut that thing off so that you can move forward. Some of you, there is a position in life or a position in ministry that you're wanting to obtain, but God's got to work on your integrity before you get it because if you get it now, you destroy it. Think about that. There's a lot of things we want. There's a lot of things we desire, but what are we willing to do to get there? What are we willing to do to prepare ourselves for it? God's will will be done. God's will will be done. There is a due season. And if you will not stop doing what is good and right in the season you're in, and you will not give up, he says when that season comes, you'll reap the harvest. But unless you sow the seed, there will never be anything there for you to reap. Are you getting this today? If you never sow the seed, there will never be anything for you to reap. What you do while you're waiting 
is invest. You're sowing. You're working. You're worshiping. You're developing your character. Single people, you're becoming the kind of person that someone would want to marry. Stop complaining about your season and start working your season. What can you do to work your way so that you don't waste it? I want to pray for everyone who's watching online right now or listening to the podcast. You're in a season right now, you're, you're waiting for something, but we all are. And I want you to know that if you'll just begin to lean in to God, if you'll just trust God and you'll start working where you are, God will get you where you need to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would touch them. We ask that you would move in a mighty and a powerful way. God, we ask that you would begin to reveal to us the things that we can do right now in this season that we are in to maximize this season. Lord, so that we can find joy in this season, so that we can find peace in this season. God, help us. Lord, help us to not get weary. Help us to not give up. Help us to not back off. In Jesus' name, amen.